tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that has a better track record than Bethesda at this point. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. Hey, we have a great show for you this week. Thank y'all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Cody, how about you go since we did? Oh, yeah, I didn't even go last time. Yeah, yeah, go first. <laughs> we watched that documentary we, we're talking about. We did watch a documentary about The Price is Right, of all things. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's about this guy who just memorized all the items. and Well, he first he realized that they would reuse prizes a lot and mm-hmm. the prices wouldn't change. So he made a big Excel spreadsheet. Well, it wasn't even Excel. He said it was Word. And I'm like, why didn't you use Excel? It's right there. Because he's <laughs> the type of guy that watches an obsessive amount of Prices Right. <laughs> but and he memorized all the items and the prices and then just continuously tried to get on the show. Well, also, he made like little programs, little Prices Right games on his computer. Yeah, he did. He programmed his own Prices Right games. Pretty cute. On, oh, yeah, on his computer. Just to help study, not he didn't release them publicly or anything. Just to help him memorize the prizes. Oh wow, wow! And he did eventually end up on the show himself, but he only did like kind of okay because because of the game he got. Yeah. Um. But later, there there was a recent, not a recent news story. It was back when Drew Carey had first started on the show of a guy who want, got a perfect guess on the showcase. Mm-hmm which should never happen before, and when you do that, you get both showcases. Right, yeah. But it's like within a couple couple grand, I think, is what, like, you can be a uh, couple, you can be within, like, two or three thousand dollars, and you get both. Oh, well, he got the exact number. Wow. And it turns out this guy was taking hints from the other, the guy that the documentary was about, because he'd, he'd be in the audience all, all the, the time. time, just helping people out. Oh, really? Because that's not against the rules, apparently. Huh. But he, I mean, if you look in the crowd, there's always people like, uh, yeah, the, the only difference is this guy knew he knew <laughs> the exact prices of the items. Hey, you know what? He did his homework. Yeah. Like that's he's not cheating anyone. It's not like that guy with the uh, um, uh, press your luck. Like that guy just flat out cheated. Well, he memorized the. Well, I guess pattern. he. Kn- I guess really, I guess that is kind of the same. That's thing. basically the same. It's thing. basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But or that yeah. guy that played Jeopardy and and like used game theory to pick the right spaces instead of going straight down like they oh, normally yeah. do. Because it's like the uh, uh, double Jeopardy never shows up in the top or bottom of the thing. It's usually centralized, and you just kind of go in random. Yeah, I rem- he would hunt the. Yeah, I remember when that guy was on the show, and man, <laughs> it never bothered me, but my folks got so furious about it. I think I think it was like scratching that OCD itch a little bit or something. Like, why why does he just go down the line? Why does he just play it like normal? I don't like this change. I don't it like, angers me. I don't like this. He's jumping around all over the place. It's not how you do a Jeopardy. <laughs> but the guy who was helping in the Prices Right get the showdown, mm-hmm. he claims that he did it himself. Oh, and he didn't. You can see him looking in the audience and taking the hints from the. From the guy that memorized the prices, his name was Ted something. So it was it was the Ted guy that actually got the perfect guess. Mm-hmm. But this guy claims that 
it was all him, even though it wasn't. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, which seems like it would be a better focal point of the documentary. Yeah. The the drama between these two guys. But it's mainly just about the, the, the Ted guy and his experience with Prices Right and him memorizing all the prizes and stuff. It was an all right doc. That's cool. You get some behind-the-scenes look at The Price is Right, which I think is a game show that nobody doesn't like to watch. Oh, yeah, everybody loves <laughs> that show. When I'm at the doctor's office. Yeah, well, when you stay home from school sick, when you're you always sick. watch The Price oh, yeah. is Right. Watch The Price is Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, what kid wouldn't love it? It's a bunch of bright colors and <laughs> <laughs> flashing lights. Flashing lights. <laughs> and talk of spaying and neutering your pets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I'm hearing in my head, though, is the sound of the big wheel. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, did they did they prove that there is a guy standing behind the wheel that is stopping it for certain people? No, because ah. that because that's ridiculous. I oh, as a kid, I I mean, I know it's ridiculous now, but as a kid, I always thought like there was someone like <laughs> it was rigged. It was rigged, and there was someone standing behind the wheel, like stopping it on certain numbers or something. I did read a story that one time they used the plinko board for some kind of promo and they had wires up to guide the the plinko puck uh, yeah I guess. yeah it's a puck. chip yeah i think they call it a chip to certain spots and they forgot to take him down when the game <laughs> when they were actually playing the game so the guy got like three in a row perfect plinkos oh that's awesome and uh they retaped the segment without the wires, but they still gave the guy his money anyway. They just didn't mention it on the show. Oh, that's cool. Which was nice of him. That was nice of him. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would make sense with the Plinko board if you put like um, fishing line or something like that. It'd like be guides. Yeah. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, that's what it was. And it took him a second to realize they never took him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ted was fired. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched Prices Right in forever. Yeah, I haven't either. I want to be. I want to be on it. I think that I would be a want blast to as well. They're coming to Columbus at some point here within the next six months or something like that. They're filming down here. Really? Yeah. I would wear a dumb hat or like a shirt that said something dumb on it. Oh yeah, you got to. Or we could just wear, all wear nerd overload shirts. That's true. <laughs> we could do that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Which you can get at bit.ly/nerdoverloadt. <laughs> No wait that that's for the end of the show. Okay. Uh, shameless plug is shameless. No, it's it's for as many times as you want during the show. Also Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Yeah. Anyway, um, check them out. Well, I have a check it out real quick. If you guys are done talking Go about that it. thing, um, I went down to Studio Thirty Five and uh, participated in this year's Dudathon. Studio Thirty Five. They about once a month or so they do uh, a beer tasting where they play a movie and they uh, bring in a local brewery or something and, you know, have a few, you know, have you try a couple of beers or whatever. Uh, and it's usually a pretty good time. But um, the one thing they do every year in January is Dudathon, where they play the Big Lebowski. And yeah, it's kind of their thing. It's kind of their thing. And it was pretty wild. Like the crowd was um, sufficiently rowdy. I, I sat next to some some very rowdy uh, middle-aged women who were having <laughs> an, just an excellent time. We all had a great time there. The, you know, it, it had been a few years since I had seen uh, The Big Lebowski. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, like, it hit just about every, you know, it. I remember just about every major beat of the movie. Just super good. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a really good time. I enjoyed it. 
they played a bunch of clips um like they they always do the tasting first and then the movie so you know while you're you know they pass out each drink or whatever they have like clips of different dumb stuff playing and uh, one thing that they played like at every one of these beer tastings i've been to there's a youtube series called guy on a buffalo (laughs) yeah so um what it is it's a it was a really old bad movie uh basically this guy uh got paid by uh by some company he was given a trained buffalo that you can ride so someone wrote a 15 page script for a 90 minute movie <laughs> and just said, Hey, go ride your Buffalo around and we'll film it and maybe put a little bit of a plot here and there. And then this, uh, uh, years later, this, um, uh, internet, like musical group, the possum posse came up with these really ridiculous lyrics and spliced them together with this, like cut it up, cut the thing up into four parts. And it's this rambling country song about a guy on a Buffalo. Got a It's pretty and funny. He's riding around, and here comes Bobcat. <laughs> you know, I think you made us watch. That I made. Once. I think I may have watched. Made you watch the first one once. Yeah, made. but it's we were we were held hostage. Hey, ladies it's good and stuff. Guy on a Buffalo is great, and I found out that the Possum Posse is now on tour playing Guy on a Buffalo with the guy. From the buffalo. <laughs> but does he have the buffalo? He doesn't have Aww. the buffalo. No, I guess what happened was they were they were performing somewhere in Canada and found out that the guy who started the movie <laughs> lived down the road. So they all just kind of showed up on his doorstep and went, Hey, I don't I don't know if you remember this movie, but we've kind of done this thing. And it turns out the guy knew about Guy on a Buffalo <laughs> and loved it. So now they do like they tour around and do live renditions of the thing while the movie's playing in the background. And Guy on a Buffalo talks about how stupid that movie was that he was in and how <laughs> crappy that Buffalo was that he got paid with. He got paid in Buffalo. He bucks. got paid in Buffalo. Yeah. Bison beef is really good, though. Oh, yeah. yeah it's super it's tasty. Mm-hmm. I've only had it once, but it's really good. Beyond that, I watched a couple of movies. Uh, saw The Meg. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Killer Shark movie. With Jason Statham. With Jason Statham. The. It's pretty good. It's a pretty standard shark movie. I wish it was a little more ridiculous, although there is a scene where a shark like almost eats an entire boat, and mm. that's pretty great. <laughs> and also, Rain Wilson explodes. <laughs> that's pretty fun. The only like the only complaint I have with it, because it's, it's just a dumb, dumb movie. It's like a B movie that they gave like a lot of good graphics to. I wish they would have found someone other than Jason Statham to be like the big, tough action man because there was a lot of snark and a lot of like semi comedy lines that he was supposed to have. And Jason Statham does not have a comedy bone in his body. He cannot <laughs> deliver snarky comments or jokes. He was, which is weird. Cause he's English. Yeah. Here's the thing. It should have been someone like Bradley Cooper who mm. can be, or like a Ryan Reynolds or someone, someone that maybe not Ryan Reynolds, but someone like that, that can deliver like just snappy, like jerk lines Chris Pratt yeah like yeah like a Chris Pratt but uh Jason Statham like every time he tried to say something witty it just fell completely flat 
Man, Chris Pratt used to be so much funnier. Oh, yeah. I liked him better when he was fat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Watch that. And the last one I watched was... You know, I don't remember the last one I watched. That that was it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What you got, Josh? Oh, boy. Well, I picked up a DVD collection at the store of the first 100 episodes of SpongeBob. Cool. Wow. Wow, that's I didn't actually... know that was the thing you could get. Huh. Yeah. Okay. It's like, the, what, the first three seasons? Something like They're that. About? Man, it's super nostalgic going back and watching old episodes of SpongeBob. The old ones are weird. It's like, man... It's like, man, I remember that joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's where that meme comes from. Like the animation's totally different, and like oh, the, yeah. the joke timing is totally different. Oh yeah, yeah. Like seeing like the introductions of like some of these characters. It's well, like a, it's a brilliant classic show, and it, will it always will be. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's like the the Simpsons for the next generation of it, kids. It really is, and you know, I didn't appreciate SpongeBob when it first aired. I thought it was ah, this is just. Dumb. Oh, I always loved SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. But going back to it now, I yeah, I I, I enjoy it, especially the those early ones. Oh like, yeah, it's it's super fun. Like the episode where he forgets how to make the burgers because the the food critic hides the pickles. Uh, bubble bass. Bubble bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. Not not to be confused with a bubble bath. The Krusty Krab pizza. Yep. Is the pizza for, for you and me? <laughs> It's not just a It's not just a boulder. It's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> a beautiful rock. Pilgrims used to ride these babies it's for miles. miles. <laughs> I love how he can't drive a boat, but he can drive a rock. He can drive a rock. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's super good. Mm-hmm. And new ones are okay too, but those first, you know, I would say yeah. before the theatrical the first theatrical movie. Well, that's mm. kind of where yeah, it. Steven Hillenberg stopped show running after, after that, the movie. Yeah. Also, like how some things are a little different. Like Plankton was literally super tiny. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Plankton has always been and all probably always will be my favorite character mm-hmm. on SpongeBob. He's just so weird and good. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, been watching that. His computer wife Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else I watched? Well, that show, like, basically revitalized Tom Kenny's acting career. Because, like... Tom Kenny's kind of in everything now, though. He's oh, in yeah. everything now, but before that, he was... That was, like, one of the first, like... He had just gotten off of Mr. Show, and he was, like, getting back into stand-up. Yeah. Like, and if it wasn't for that show, he probably would have just stayed in stand-up, and that was going to be it. Also, yeah. did you know he used to tour with Bobcat Goldthwait? No. Hmm. They were a comedy duo called Bobcat and Tomcat. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, anyway, but... I keep interrupting. No, it's Sorry. fine. No, Go it's ahead. fine. Uh, it's just kind of fun because like, I'll watch like, you know, I watch a lot of animated things and you just watch the credits and he just kind of pops up in everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's almost like the other Steve Bloom. <laughs> oh, we've been mainlining a lot of OKKO oh. lately. Oh, man. I love that show. It is a good show. I like it a lot. I'm so far behind on that. I love how the characters are almost never on model. They always look a little bit different. Did Did you see the episode where they go back and like they show bits of the pilot? No. Yeah, and then like they're being interviewed by um the the reporter superhero lady. I can't remember her name right now, but like she keeps asking like why they look so different. <laughs> <laughs> like what happened to your noses? 
<laughs> Stuff like that. We <sighs> just we just watched the Captain Planet one. I was just going to say, is that the one where Captain Planet is basically a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character? Yes, he a hundred percent is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And it's got with Kwame. The he's got Earth power, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's the one with Earth power. <laughs> he mentions the other planeteers quit and got real jobs. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, but the end of that episode, they do a planeteer alert, like Captain Planet did, and they're it's all drawn in the original Captain Planet. Oh, style. really? Oh, that's yeah. so, so cool. And the, and the OKKO OK characters look really weird. Yeah, in that. it's very upsetting. yeah. Ko looks like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> like the, that pseudo pseudo-realistic early 90s animation Yeah, we style. didn't really explain what this show is. Yeah, go for it. It's <laughs> it's an animated show about a kid that lives in this world full of superheroes. Like, everybody is a superhero in this world, and he works in a little bodega with two friends. And their and, boss. And their boss, and they get into hijinks. Mm-hmm. And their boss is, like, a former, like, super big-time superhero. Yeah, he's basically Mike Hagar from final fight right that's right yeah <laughs> and across the street there's an evil dr robotnik type guy named lord boxmore that sends robots over there to fight him boxman all the boxmore's time yeah. the company oh yeah but he, he sends robots over to the plaza and they have to fight the robots because lord boxman hates the plaza oh even though lord lord boxman's uh evil like league of doom superiors tell him to stop worrying about it and just build robot weapons like you make much more money doing this why are you worrying about them and he's just like i hate their friendship yeah he he (laughs) hates friendship so much and he's voiced by jim cummings who's oh nice very very famous disney guy and i'm like what disney characters voice is this and i looked it up yeah it turns out it was all of them it's dark yeah it's darkwing duck and it's like winnie the pooh winnie the pooh and Tigger, too. Oh, oh man, too. Yeah. Oh man, I love like what like watching uh like when whenever like for some reason when conventions or whatever get a bunch of voice actors together, they give them some script from some movie, typically like Star mm-hmm. Wars or something, and have them read parts as different characters. There is a Winnie the Pooh as Darth Vader out there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's good. That's uh, uh Jess Harnell sets those up. Yeah, yeah. Whenever convention he's at, he usually sets up a panel where he does that with all the voice actors. But it's a it's a delightful show, I think. Oh yeah, I love it, and I love its simplistic art style. Yeah, and like there's just so much going on. There's so many zany, like goofy, weird characters. There's so many updog jokes in the background too. There's always something that <laughs> says updog on it. Oh yeah, <laughs> updog in that weird blocky S we all drew in school. Oh yeah, the the cool S is everywhere too. <laughs> There was one where they discover that KO has a YouTube channel, oh, and it's hilarious. God. It's <laughs> such an accurate portrayal of what a little kid would do on YouTube. Like <laughs> he does like unboxings of like his card collection, yeah. and he makes an an anime music video. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is my first AMV. Please be nice. <laughs> There's also uh, there was also an episode where they. Uh, they do like a crossover with this uh, webcomic. I can't remember what it is. Oh, RPG World. Yes. is the creator's old webcomic from back in the day. Oh, wow. It actually, yeah, they do a crossover with that kind of. Like the character shows up and he actually finishes out, the, I guess, the storyline of RPG World. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. OKKO okay, is, is, 
is a kind of a sleeper, like a sleeper classic for for Cartoon Network. I yeah, think. it. Yeah. I think it should be as big as like a Steven Universe or it, it a, or seem, an Adventure Time. It doesn't seem to get as much play though. Yeah, and but it also sh- it's got it's got a weird hiatus schedule too. Yeah, that's Cartoon Network's and fault. It, it yeah. doesn't have a continuity like. <laughs> nice. That's a good response. Like it, I guess it does. It has a lot of stuff with with uh, Mr. Gar and Okay. Okay, his name's not okay, Ko. His name is Ko. With Mister Gar and Ko's mom have a past, and they were part of a superhero team called Point. Hmm. Point's like the big like superhero organization. Yeah, but they hint about it a lot. In but you eventually first... see it. Yeah, I figure. I figured. There's also like a school uh, called Point Prep. It's kind of like a superhero Hogwarts kind of thing. Oh, nice. There's a a continuing villain at least partway through the first season that shadowy oh, sh- shadowy figure, figure? who but do you I... think shadowy figure is oh it's that dr venomous or whatever i'm pretty sure it's professor Venomous. yeah too. professor venomous. it's got the same he's got, he has the same voice yeah and same face shape mm. but this is really deep we're getting we're digging deep a, yeah we're digging real deep <laughs> right. it's a good show you should watch it <laughs> i do enjoy it very much I just rem- remembered the other movie that I watched. Oh, good! It was the uh, House with the Clock in the Walls, that Jack Black oh. movie. That was oh. the 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 House with the Clockwork Walls. Uh, cl- yeah, the clock in, in, clock, clock in the Walls. Clock in the Walls. Oh, yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it's really good. Um, it's weird. It's it is Eli Roth's first non R rated movie. I didn't know he did it. He directed it. It's based is, off a book series. Is the it, first in a book it, series. Is it a horror film? See, that's the thing. It is a it is a family uh um supernatural like at parts at times it feels like a Harry Potter or a Percy Jackson like one of those kind of movies. But then when something happens that is horror filled, it like shifts for a half second into like full on Eli Roth weird like Hills Have Eyes territory it's like, it's like Coraline it's children's horror yeah but it's unlike Coraline it uh does not manage those two tones very well <laughs> in fact it's incredibly jarring when it happens when it bounces back and forth like one minute there's gonna there's like like legitimate like eldritch horror looking stuff and the next second a pumpkin is vomiting on Jack Black's shoe <laughs> and there's fart jokes there 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 are multiple fart and poop jokes in this movie that I mean, Jack it does Black's not, in it. It does well, but Jack Black does a good job. It's uh, Jack Black and Kate Blanchett and Kyle MacLachlan from Dune. You know, oh yeah, or yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah, I guess was what more people would know him from. <laughs> yep. I know him as the Dunesman or the Mayor of Portland. The Mayor yeah. of Portland. Yeah, yeah. Um, where the dream, where the dream of the '90s is alive. Yeah. But you know, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a movie and been like, man, I wish Jack Black wasn't in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, Jack Black does a good job. Everyone does a pretty good job except he's, for the kid. He's a delight, that man. He is he he is a delight. Uh the kid in the movie, boy, they could have cast him better. Like all the kid does is scream his lines and not like good scream, like not actor scream, it's just like I am acting now. He's like this is a, me being my acting voice. He's like a bad YouTube personality. Yeah, kinda. Kinda. <laughs> you mean like every popular YouTube personality <laughs> who's not Philip DeFranco? Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all I have to say about it. It's pretty good. It's don't spend more than a buck on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be like me and forget to take it back to the red box. And I ended up spending three dollars on it. Oh man, that that's what happened with me and the Predator. 
you, you know what? <laughs> Sat on my coffee table for like a day or two. You know what? We thought that we, I, th- I thought that I brought it back within a day, but I guess it's like 24 hours from the time you rented it. And yeah. we were at like 26, 27 hours. Oh. And yeah, we got hit with that second day charge. Mm. And oh man, what a bummer. We used the red box in a long time. I like hitting it up on Tuesdays if I see like a movie like in the like the new releases. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's, I wonder if that's any good or or how terrible is this film? Yeah, right. I almost yeah. got Fallout seventy six out of it instead of buying it, and I kind of wish I would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Fallout seventy six, we have some news on that as well as some other things. But first, let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll be back in a minute. Danger 
Hey, we're back. That was Saving the Day by Alessi or the Alessi Brothers. I'm not quite sure. We looked it up on Wikipedia and it was listed under both. I don't know. It's from Ghostbusters. We could have played Ghostbusters the song, but we've we decided done that for the we've done this. Times. Yeah, it's it's been done to death. So let's but let's play why? a different one. But why, may you ask? Did we play music from the film Ghostbusters? I don't know. Felt like it. Okay. Because no. busting makes me feel good. Because <laughs> busting oh, yeah. makes me feel yeah, good. Other yeah, perfect. than that, busting makes you feel good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they're going to. We should have played Neil Sirius busting. Yeah. Yeah. We should have done that. <laughs> and here's where we cut to play that entire yep, song. Yeah. That's we're gonna play. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, there's going to be another Ghostbusters movie. Uh, it was announced uh, with a very brief, uninspired teaser trailer. Yeah, it was, um, didn't do anything for me whatsoever. Yeah, but... but I don't think it's. I think it's because they don't have any cast or anything. It's yeah. just like, hey, we're doing this. Um, remember, here's the Ecto One. Hey, mm-hmm. remember Ghostbusters? Yes, you did one two years ago. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. This has nothing to do with the one that was done two years ago. This is a, uh, the third in the trilogy based on the original Ghostbusters. Wait, that weird show from like back with, when TVs with were the, black with and the white? Ape with the <laughs> ape with the hat? Yes, that's the one. You know that's the one I'm talking about. No, the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> you mean the cartoon? Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of. close. Yeah, yeah. I just, I can't get excited about it, and I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just that jaded, or... I think, I'm I'm there with you. I, you know, I love Ghostbusters and all its yeah, forms. Yeah, it's one of my favorite great. movies mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, and I, and I really liked the the uh, reboot. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. It was perfectly it fine. It was a good movie. Yeah, um, but I think part of my reluctance to get excited for this is due to the extreme backlash that the last Ghostbusters movie had online because I'm a fairly connected guy. I woke at Yeah. (laughs) You're a woke gentleman. Well, I, I, as much as I don't like that term. Sure. I guess. But like, you know, I, I read Twitter, I read Facebook and stuff like that. And I just, I just got so bummed out reading everyone's bad takes on that Ghostbusters movie that it's really kind of tainted the stream a little bit for me. It's crossed crossed the streams into this is just okay. That's how I kind of feel about the last Jedi. Like everyone, everyone, like everyone bashes the last Jedi so hard. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Someone tried to tell me the other day that Solo was better than The Last Jedi. Yeah, no, that's not true. No, it is not. <laughs> that person, did you laugh in their face? I, it's kind of hard to do that online. Well, you should have recorded yourself laughing and then sent it to them <laughs> as an MP3. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I'm afraid to watch The Last Jedi again because I'm afraid I won't like it as much. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. <laughs> it's not the best Star Wars I've ever seen, but it's good. It's it's, it's certainly per- not the worst. It's pers- yeah, it's certainly <laughs> not the worst. It's not even 
near the worst. Anyway, we're talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, I just I can't get super excited about this. I mean, Jason Reitman is uh, directing it, and I think he's also partially writing it, which is interesting because his dad, Ivan Reitman, directed the first two and, and co-wrote good, it. He's a good director, too. I've a seen good director a lot of his own right. I've seen his movies. They're good. Mm-hmm. Juno is good. Thank You for Smoking was good. Mm-hmm. Man, I like Juno. It's a good movie. And yeah. as long as they make slight allusions to the original Ghostbusters, but not like, oh, here's three out of four of them back again, pl- reprising their roles. I don't <laughs> want to see that because Bill Murray doesn't care about anything anymore yeah like he like he phoned in his cameo in the light no it was bad oh yeah bill murray doesn't care harold ramus is gone dan Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd's nuts (laughs) you know what i i think ernie hudson is the only one that really cares because what else he got going on yeah he definitely he's like the billy d williams of of ghostbusters you were just mean to all of the ghostbusters in a row I, I got him. You know what? Tell me I'm wrong though. Zap. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong though. Oh, you're Seriously. not. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just funny. You just lined up and knocked down all of the Ghostbusters. Those Ghostbusters. They're not all that. Like, 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 oh my God! You're Gregory Peck. <laughs> yes. You know what? I am Gregory Peck in this in this instance, or perhaps from Ghostbusters Two, that guy that is the mayor's assistant. That oh, has them committed. I yeah. whose name I cannot, you know, commit to memory. But he isn't. That actor is in everything. Yeah, including um, Carl Rove in that short-lived comedy TV series. That's my Bush, which we talked about before the show. <laughs> we weirdly talked about more than once today. Yes. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but I, you know, I'm interested to see what they do with it. It'd be cool if they like. I've heard that they're going to do a team of two two men and two women, which is cool. It would be now that's equality. <laughs> but well, I, if they do, I mean, it, 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 it is. Just, I mean, yeah, there's not much to go off of with this news story. There's really yeah, not. There, I'm yeah, kind of grasping at straws. It, there's barely enough to talk about. I'm cautiously optimistic, but also I am yeah, just like, not looking forward to listen to everybody's hot takes online about yep, it. That's the I main mean, point. Yeah, everybody's gonna have a. Uh, opinion on this and i don't want to hear it <laughs> yeah just not even those uh, those arm those armchair uh film experts yeah, yeah. <sighs> and pe- like like i said ghostbusters is one of my all-time favorite movies but people definitely hold it in a little higher regard than maybe they should oh it's not perfect <laughs> yeah but then again i i'm of the opinion that no media is perfect yeah, you're right. We'll just have to wait and see who the who they cast, what the plot synopsis is going to be. If they bring back uh, the baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2, he would be old enough to be an adult in this it now. And if they bring him in and be like, hey, he's a Ghostbuster now, look at him go, that would be kind of neat. And Ooh, if that's think- where the, the tie-ins begin and end, I would mm. be happy with that. Do you think they'd bring back... Um- Janos? No, I no. don't think they'd bring back Janos. <laughs> He's, no, no. V, he, he Vigo, is Vigo. Vigo the Carpathian. Let's <laughs> uh, do it uh, Men in Black International style. Like, exactly. Exactly that. And like, yes. Tessa Thompson and, and Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Although Chris Hemsworth was in the last Ghostbusters it, movie. It's true. 
Oh, he was. I he was, he was about. very good. He was actually one of the high. He was a highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, you know what? Let's talk about some more movie stuff. Uh, we can hold off on the Fallout 76 stuff for a minute because we talk about that a lot. But first, let's talk about the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Oh, boy. It was real good. And oh, it had man. the Ramones in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I am psyched for this movie. There are some folks that are saying, oh, no, don't watch the trailer because it has spoilers for Avengers Endgame. It doesn't. It doesn't. You know what the spoilers are? Spider-Man and Nick Fury survived. And most everyone else did. Unless it takes place before it. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't? Uh, there's there's some people some folks online have the theory that, oh, this takes place before and it's going to end with Peter Parker getting on the bus going to... And that's where he jumps off of it. I mean, it could. It could, but it's, but no. They, uh, there are way more reports saying no. This takes place firmly after Endgame. Endgame. And I mean, if you thought they were seriously gonna kill off Spider Man, like, there's, yeah, no, you're crazy. <laughs> you're, you're you're crazy if that's yeah. what they're gonna. If you thought that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, he's one of the best characters in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, come on, they kill they they. "Quote unquote," killed off Black Panther, and yeah, that's not yeah. gonna stick. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. No, that movie made so much money. Anyway, let's talk about this trailer for a bit. Oh uh, yeah, it looks really good. It looks like he's going international. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I initially thought Far From Home when they announced that that title, it meant space. outer space. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's Europe. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. It it's gonna be neat to see Spider Man swinging around on like the Eiffel Tower and the Big Ben, and you know parliament that sort of thing that'd be cool uh it's nice to see nick fury still being in stuff sam jackson getting work i gasped when i saw him for some reason i went oh i was sitting in the living room by myself watching it i like i felt kind of dumb afterwards i was almost like uh when they revealed him at the end of the first iron man oh yeah sitting in tony's apartment Mm -hmm. so the other thing i gasped I gasped when I saw it. I clapped. Him. I clapped when I saw it. Uh, no, and the other thing that they kind of reveal is Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio, who everybody, don't worry, he's wearing that stupid fishbowl helmet. Yeah, that was the main concern. Like, uh-huh. like when he wears what do you, his what dome. Do you, when he first popped up and I saw his face, I'm like, no, no, this isn't right. I'm like, where's his head? Then he started zipping around on that cloud, wearing that stupid fishbowl helmet, shooting lightning out of his hands or whatever. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, now, I kind of have a theory about what's going to happen in in this. Because if you notice, he, he has the stuff that he's shooting from his hands look like Doctor Strange. He's wearing an armor that is a cross between Thor and Iron Man. I have a feeling he is faking monster attacks in order to look like a hero for fun and profit. Yeah, I can oh, see yeah. it. Def- that, that, that's mysterious, MO. That's his whole deal is that he's a, a special effects artist. Um, One thing I wondered, like, are the monsters he's fighting illusions or is he working with like Sandman, Hydro Man and, and Molten Man? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good question because you definitely see Spider-Man try to punch a water monster in this. And like, Jokes it, on you, can't, actually, you can't punch water. You can't punch water. Right. <laughs> I but mean, like, the rain came actual, down and down the spout. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Flush the spider out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I remember on a previous show saying I wasn't a big Spider-Man guy. I think I've become a big Spider-Man oh, yeah? guy. Oh, right. Recently. Awesome. Yeah. After Spider-Verse and mm-hmm. the game. The and... game. Yeah. I, I think I love Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely one of my 
he's always been one of my favorite Marvel characters. Yeah, but no, this trailer just looks really good. And Watching I can't wait to see Japanese more. Spider-Man the other day. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tell me, what did you think of Japanese Spider-Man? It was amazing. I it told you. It was so dumb and great. I told you. How long have I, have I been telling you? Yeah. Years. It's, it's been years. <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man is the best. Hunt it down on the nebulous internets if you want to see Japanese spider Just watch the opening Just sequence. watch the opening. That's all you're going to need to get hooked Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fighting the the devious professor, professor monster, monster. Uh, with his giant fighting robot Leopardon, the yeah. leopard robot. Because that makes sense for Spider-Man. And it it just dawned on me partway through and I'm like, "Oh my god, every Super Sentai Power Ranger character is Spider is a knockoff of Spider-Man." Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes they no. didn't have robots before, before Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man introduced the robots, and all their costumes kind of look like kind of look like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was done by the same studio. Yeah, it was all Toei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I, you guys know I could get into this for like hours, and I'm I mean, not. Go- and I'm not yeah. going to bore our listeners with all of it. But trust, yeah, it's. Spider-Man's spider blood runs deep in the Super Sentai. It, because it of really this. does, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh, so good. So anyway, anyway, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, the new, the newest live-action MCU Spider-Man film mm-hmm. with with good, good boy Tom Holleran. Holland. And his, Tom Holleran. Tom Holland. <laughs> Holleran. Tom Holleran. Is it Holland or Holland? It's Holland. Holland. It's Tom Holland. For some reason, Bri- I Brian Ho- Brian O'Holleran is the guy from Clerks. Uh, yeah. Okay. And he would be a terrible Spider Man. Spider Man wasn't even supposed to be in today. He's super nice, dude. Maybe back in the '90s, he'd make a decent Peter Parker. Oh, he'd make a great Peter Parker, but <laughs> a terrible Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> he might. He might be a a, a Peter. B. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More than likely. Yeah. God, Spider-Verse was so good. It was so good. Right. Actually, you know what? That reminds me. We had a listener email uh, from one of our listeners, Mike. Uh, thank you for emailing. You can always email the show at staff at nerdoverload.com. Got that in that in as well before the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Got it in. Yeah. Anyway, um, not going to read the whole email, but uh, he had some really nice things to say about the show, but also- Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, he also- Asked us, uh, he had just uh, recently had seen Enter the Spider-Verse and noticed the number 42 pop up a couple times and wanted to know if uh, we thought that it was just a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or if there was a deeper meaning to um, the number 42 popping up a couple times. Which it definitely is a reference to Hitchhiker's it Guide to the Galaxy. Is. I, I remember reading mm-hmm. that in an article somewhere. But... Yeah, it absolutely is. Because there are references all through that movie. Yeah. Heck, it's got a clone high it reference, a clone which, high reference which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing that I could say to it being more than just a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide is that uh, unlike all the other references that they make in the movie to other non-Spider-Man related things, they kind of focus in on the 42 yeah, pop up a, a couple times. a little more depth than yeah, just a throwaway. So I don't know if they're setting up like there's 42 multiverses, so, there's a t- so they have a can set a certain like finite number of Spider-Men so that if they do sequels, they can go, well, there's not millions because that would be way too much <laughs> time to edit and like animate. But 
it just kind of struck me kind of odd that they focused in on the on that reference more than like yeah, and it was there uh, just more than away. more than once. Yeah, if yeah. it were there once, it's like it was two just or th- th- it's like two or three times. Yeah, and if it were just once, and if they didn't focus on it, it'd be like, oh yeah, that's just a hitchhiker's thing. But uh, I don't know, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, they haven't actually came out and like cleanly said exactly what they were meaning by that i hope yeah. japanese spider-man is in the next one. Oh man <laughs> he should have been in the first in this one japanese spider-man He's in the comic so spiders man the spider-man made out of spiders i think they should have replaced penny parker with japanese spider-man or did a better job with penny with parker, penny parker. they should have given was, her more to do i think she was the weakest link of the bunch of the spider people she didn't yeah because her whole thing kind was, of was oh, like, I'm an, anime. I'm an anime. And then she doesn't even really look all that anime either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially since there is also a Spider-Man anime universe. Yeah. Where he's like a little ninja kid. When they yeah. did those whole Marvel anime things. Yeah. Give me uh, Spider-Man India. Ooh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. From the comics. I remember... Um, I was in high school. I he's think in, when he's they in the Spider Verse comic too. Mm-hmm. When they did the Marvel manga verse, and I wasn't really, I wasn't into comics at the time, but I remember seeing an ad for it and being like, "This is hideous." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see uh, the Amazing Spider Monkey. Amazing Spider Monkey would be good. Uh, give me more with Miguel O'Hara, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine from. Oh the, man, from the that end. that that bite was the best. Oh, that was I great. Think- you're pretty much guaranteed. Oh, it's more. As, it's yeah. Oscar Isaac doing the voice. Of, oh yeah, of him. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, you don't cast Poe Dameron for a throwaway gag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to some other stuff because we're kind of running short on time. Uh, let's get the Fallout seventy six news out of the way because a week doesn't go by that there isn't a problem with that. And we, that for some reason, feel compelled to tell you about every single one. It's like a train wreck. It's like a digital train wreck. It, it it's, it's horrible. The, it's hideous, but you can't look away. It's the gift that keeps on giving. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Players found a way to get into a hidden dev room in Fallout mm-hmm. 76 that has a a cache of really rare weapons. Some mm-hmm. of them weren't not even are not even out yet. Yeah. And uh, also, there's money. a there's a human NPC in there and yeah. there are not supposed to be any of those in the game. The human NPC is there for damage testing. Yeah. It's yeah. The, that character's whole existence is to get killed over and over again. <laughs> um, so for poor, some of our guy. listeners that don't play games, what is a dev room? It's just a room for the developers to use to test stuff. Within yeah. within the game. Within the game, yeah, within the confines of the game itself. Yeah. A lot of times some developers will put high powered like weaponry or things that shouldn't exist uh, so that they can have something, so they can test bugs quicker and easier, so they, they don't they have to. They are, yeah. in most games, they're extremely hard, if not impossible, to get to. You're not supposed to be able to at all. You're not supposed to be able to. Yeah. Well, if you're smart, if you're a good developer, you're supposed to take them off your map. Yeah. Or once the game's live, you empty the you empty it of all of its contents. Which also, Bethesda's notorious for leaving their dev rooms and the other, like the Elder Scrolls games have them. Mm-hmm. The other Fallouts have them. Well, there's a whole yeah. I mean, the the Monster Factory uh, with the final Pam. The whole second episode is based around them getting into the dev room <laughs> and getting a bunch of high powered stuff and making the final Pam truly, truly awesome. But the way that their uh, Bethesda is going about like trying to stop these rampant like uh, yeah, this is the bad. Oh, part. this is this is great. So they're. Um, 
any any player that they find that has gone to that room that has gone to that certain coordinates they're banning their account and then emailing the people saying hey how did you get in there how did you get this equipment and if the answer is sufficient enough they will then unban you yeah they're like tell us how you did that and then maybe we'll think about unbanning you (laughs) yeah so, uh, so the player base is, is effectively working as their quality their assurance quality tester. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. They're not, they're just banning like specific accounts. They're not banning like IPs or anything like that. So like people are just building like dummy accounts, dummy, like level one accounts, getting into the room, stealing a bunch of high powered equipment and then selling them on eBay to other players. And and Bethesda is not tracking the people using the weapons. They're only tracking the people going into the room. So you could like be walking down, down, you know, walking in your game and all of a sudden get like blown up 10 times in a second because you have an untracked super weapon. (laughs) Which could have easily been fixed by them removing the dev room from the game yeah. before release. <laughs> What's a, yeah, and it's a it's a physical place on the map. It's not like off the map or like underneath the map or anything like that. It's like you clip it next to a wall for like t- five minutes and you're in, <laughs> in like one specific spot. It's crazy. Oh, it's man. crazy. It's crazy how like lazy lazy that yeah. they have been with this video game from beginning to end. Like seriously, it's it's almost like they looked at Goat Simulator and was like here. Hold my beer. (laughs) But you see, the thing is, Goat Simulator is supposed to be broken. That's the joke. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This game is supposed to be a AAA super title or whatever. Do we have time to talk about these Super Nintendo games since we complain about Fallout 76 every episode? (laughs) Yeah, let's let's move on from that. I feel like Fallout 76 is like our new DC... It's our our current punching bag. Yeah, I'm, I'm... Yeah, sure. Okay. So recently, data miners found a bunch of info for Super Nintendo games within the Switch's online service. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God for it. Yeah. Because man, that that the NES games on there right now is just a mixed bag. Yeah, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time I look at the list, I'm like, eh. I popped in there and played Ninja Gaiden a little bit the other day. That's still a real good game. Mm-hmm. I want those controllers though. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Those are pretty cool. So, uh, what kind of uh, Super Nintendo games are we looking at for this? Um, it was mostly it was everything that's on the SNES Classic mm-hmm. plus a couple other ones, I think. Yeah, that I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, they desperately need the. Um, yeah, right now, unless you wanted to want to play Splatoon, I wouldn't recommend the Nintendo Online service. To be honest, not it really, really do anything for me. They haven't connected anything major with Smash Brothers, which is something they said they were going to do. I mean, or Mario Kart. If you want to play Smash Brothers Online, you have to have it. You have to have it, but but why? I don't want. Why would you want to play Smash Brothers Online? It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of is not great half the time. I yeah. Yeah, and the only game service the online has is Splatoon. It's the only thing that really utilizes it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's mostly if you want to either track. Well, that and the NES game thing. Well, yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> that uses it. Yeah. So uh, the begs the question: Do you think they're going to come out with a Super Nintendo controller for oh, that, the I, Switch? I, I, I would so. assume so. I've seen I've seen some off-brand ones like floating around. Oh yeah, the eight the eight bit do. Uh, I really kind of looked into getting one of those. Matt has one. It's nice. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Which I want to say: Does this guarantee that we're going to get Super Nintendo games on the Switch? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You can never guess what Nintendo is going to do. 
if I've learned anything from following Nintendo pretty closely for the past Ever. decade, you can't guess what they're going to do. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how much evidence they have. They could 180 and do something oh, yeah. completely different. It could be something where they they planned on doing it, and now that it's been leaked, they're like, "Well, no, we're going to take our ball and go home." Yeah. And they also found emulators for two other consoles. They don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. They found the code names, but they're not clear what consoles that they're emulating. My guess is uh, 64 and GameCube. Virtual Boy. I'll, I'll take 64, but I don't think they'll ever put GameCube games on there because really? they can just remaster them and sell oh, them that's, for full price. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, then what else would it be? Game Boy? Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yeah. Uh, get some uh, uh, game and watch. I want to play some Advance Wars. Yes, they should just make a new one of those, but they don't know how to work waifus into it, so they won't <laughs> make it. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, <laughs> they they've said before they 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 wanted to make a new one, but they don't know how to work the because that's what they think people play Fire Emblem for now. Well, is it really some people? Some people, yeah. Some people enjoy the tactical challenge. <laughs> <laughs> of of collecting waifus. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have time for one last thing. So, who is Marie Kondo, and why does she want me to burn all my books? <laughs> Marie Kondo is a Japanese tidiness expert who wrote a book a couple years ago about how to how to declutter your house and your life with her very simple methods. Mm-hmm. And she had recently got a uh, Netflix show, which is pretty good. Uh, we watched all eight episodes of it, and it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, Twitter uh, blew out of blew something she said out of proportion um, that that you should throw all your books away. Yeah, that's that's re- that's ridiculous it's, it's that not, people are blowing it out of it's proportion. It's not what she said. Her, it's not. Her main tenet is that you should you should check and see if when you hold something does it bring you joy, is it is it important is it an important part of your life, and if it's not, then you know donate it, get rid of it. Right, but people online are reactionary and a bit extreme, and they saw that and went, oh no, she wants us to get rid of all of our books. I've no, also books. Seen, I've also seen some memes from it too. Yeah. yeah, like no one should have more than like. 30 board games. 30 board games, yeah. Well, there's some... She said that 30 books works for her in her book. Mm-hmm. Like, she pared down all the books she has to 30, and then somehow on Twitter that went you went to, you should only have 30 books, that's, which is not what she said at all. It's not at all. Well, in Japan, they have a different view of books because the it's so moist there, yeah. they can't keep them. It's just people being reactionary and uh-huh. dumb and like her whole concept is not that hard to it's understand not. and it makes a lot of sense and is good mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's astounding how far off the mark these people are but and like i get it books are great i love books but there also aren't like these magical tomes that well, people just think that having a lot of books is a personality yeah and it is not <laughs> Nobody will know what a smart genius I am if I don't have books all over my house. <laughs> That's what my personality is. Yeah, you know, it's, well, her whole thing is, you know, keep the stuff that you want to keep. And if it's not, if it's just taking up space, get rid of it. And 
That's good. Yeah, that's that a good way to sense. live. I mean, Sam, Sam, no one should have more than thirty amiibos. <laughs> it's lies and slander. <laughs> she w- and she would never. It's clear if you watch the show or read her book, she would never want you to get rid of anything that was important to you. Yeah, if for any reason. Yeah. In fact, wasn't there? I haven't watched the show. I've listened to this off secondhand, but wasn't there a sh- an episode where like it was a woman who lost her husband and was she was really struggling to like get rid of you know move on and get rid of things yeah she let her change the order in which the program works just because that would work better for her Mm -hmm. she's not some kind of monster that wants you to throw away all of your things yeah marie kondo is all right yeah and i think that is a good place to end the show (laughs) which is good because we're at time uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Also, Thank you. this is no longer bringing me joy. Yeah. This... <laughs> All right. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. Um, you can find us on Gregor.Zone, which is something I still own. Nice. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, yeah, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere else you can find a podcast. You can find this show. And we have t-shirts. Bit.ly backslash nerdoverloadt. That's T-E-E. Buy a shirt. Cover or, yourself. They're or, good or, shirts. Or, they're or they're or good go shirts, to, Brent. Or go to our page and click the store icon. Yep, you can do that as well. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, again, we'll talk to you next week. Pizza out.